give yourself a try. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. I know it's scary. I know it's tough. There's financial burdens sometimes. Just don't be afraid to give yourself a try because if you let that slip 5, 10, 20, 30 years later, that's where the regret sinks in. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller and uh, welcome to another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, uh, Devin Miller, work uh, or patent and trademark attorney that works with startups and small businesses as well as a bit of a, an entrepreneur. Um, I have a great guest on today, uh, Andrew Lopez. I will let him introduce himself a little bit more, but uh, he has a um, work or he's uh, out in California and did some uh, video business scripting and working on videos and little bit uh, with uh, ESPN and or journalism at Boise and all or all sorts of uh, different things, uh, but he can walk you through a bit of his journey. So welcome on to the podcast, Andrew. Devin, pleasure to be here, man. So glad to be connected with you. So glad to uh, have this opportunity. And I'm hopefully people can resonate just with this reinvention story as now is a time for reinvention. So uh, yeah, I'm a videographer turned business screenwriter. Um, I say that because my business, Elevated Shorts, is a small video production company focusing on those short videos, that thought leadership, um, the message that you want to say via video. Um, that was before this whole ordeal that we have going on here. So I say I've transformed, I've reinvented um, into a business screenwriter. When you take video, a lot of people have fears when it comes to video. And it's not necessarily the cameras or the lights. It's that fear of, yes, it's intimidating, but it's also, what do I say? Is what I'm going to say be, is going to be, what, it, excuse me, is what I'm going to say going to be heard the right way? It's mm-hmm. all, it comes down to the message. You know, you look at the Gary V's of the world, or you look at the Shea Bottoms of the world, and all these influencers the video isn't always the highest quality, but it's the message that people resonate with. So that's kind of, you know, in short form and I can go deeper, but that's been the big thing right now is I've, I've really embraced this time. It's a bummer. We can't be outside hanging out, eating French fries, eat, you know, at the bar with our friends, but this is a time of reinvention. And I've really, really embraced this time of reinvention. It's allowed me to create so many things as an extrovert being forced to be introverted. So from the business, from the personal See, I'm the opposite. standpoint. I'm an introvert that I don't have to be extroverted. So this is, this lines up well with my personality anyway. No, that, that's cool. So maybe what we do is, well, let's jump back a little bit. So mm-hmm. um, went to school to journalism. And I think you mentioned your dream was to be on ESPN, right? Oh, yeah. You know, I went to school, good old Boise State, you know, go Broncos. Football fields that aren't blue are weird to me. So, you know, <laughs> there's that little piece there for you. But uh yeah, I wanted to be on ESPN. I wanted to talk about college football. I wanted to talk about soccer. I wanted to talk about golf. I'm, you know, playing sports all growing up. Never played football, but just I love college football. I love everything about it. So I just I wanted to be on ESPN, sitting there next to Reese Davis on Saturdays and Kirk Herbstreit, just talking about why Boise State should be in the top twenty-five and and what's going on and who should win the Heisman. Like I I, I love it so much, um, and that was always my dream. So I got to interview Chris Peterson when he was the coach there. Um, I wrote for the school newspaper. I got to do some cool stuff just around all the sports that were going on at uh, Boise State back in, in 2014. So, yeah, and then kind of took a turn. You know, my dad told me, Andrew, you know, journalism's great. You know, it's, it's a good hobby, but what are you going to do with that? So I, I took a turn and I, I started working in IT, you know, IT reseller, doing all these things, you know, that it is not journalism. It's not, you know, there's messaging and there's crafting of that, which I can get into, but I just 
totally ditched everything that I went to school for. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go work for a, a company here in Orange County. And I'm going to kind of see where that takes me. And I spent five years and loved IT. Great, great, uh, great industry. A lot of stuff, email security, like it's so important, but I didn't have the true passion for it. And that's the key word. You know, I was skilled at what I was doing with the marketing and the sales and this and this and that, but it came down to just what do I want to do when I grow up or what's the passion or what, what do I do best and what, what makes me feel fulfilled? So, you know, so I was doing some video stuff. right there. So before, so, cause that's always a, a trade-off, right? I, I may be the most, and I'm not, but I could be the most passionate basketball player and it doesn't matter to be honest. It doesn't matter how much I practice. I'm never going to go to the NBA. I could be the best basketball player. I don't have the height. I don't have the skills to, like be really passionate. And so one thing you always have to balance is a little bit is passion versus practical. And you, sometimes you go one way too far or the other, right? So IT, you say, hey, let's do something practical. Let's do something that I know that I can earn sales on or I can earn money on. Maybe I'm not pa as passionate about it. Or you can go the other extreme of, hey, I'm going to go try and be an NBA star when there's very low likely. So how do you balance passion versus what, what is practical or what you can do? That's a phenomenal question. I think, so in, in my journey with that, it was just realizing that practical salary benefits, you know, being 27, you know, uh, be 28 on Sunday, but like but looking at that from back. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Excited for it. 27 has been a, a very interesting year, um, but probably one of the best years all around. But, but going back to May last year, just coming from IT, mm. coming from that world of great world, great companies, great ideas. I just, I was doing some video stuff on the side. I had had an interview show called Partner Channel OC where I would interview business owners here in Orange County. Um, I got to 75 episodes up to last, um, last November, hmm. partnered up with a couple people, um, Craig and Quentin, you know, that we were doing some stuff around hospitality and filming hotels and filming, you know, a, a show around the goodness of California. So what's funny is, you know, doing that on the side led to all these other things. And where I got to this point in June last year, I was like, you know what, you know, I want to give myself a try. I worked for a tech startup for a couple months and, and gave that a whirl, but it was August of last year. It was that big, just aha moment. Like, you know what? I have nothing to lose. I'm 27, no mortgage. I'm single. I want all of those things in my life. And when I get to that point of life, but right now it's kind of the jumping off point. What do I want to do? Now's the time to take a hold of that. And that's, that's when Elevated Shorts was born. And I just kind of said, you know, people from the interview show in the past, Andrew, what else do you do with video? I'd love to talk to you about it. I'd love to do more of these things together. So that was that, that moment. It was kind of just, you know, let's go for it. Let's give it a whirl. And I have nothing to lose. Hmm. So you decided you went to IT, short stint in a startup, and then you said, okay, I'm, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go after what might be, would be my passion or what I think is going to be, a, you know, of highest interest or that. And so you decided to make the jump, go after that. And you say that was about last August. Is that right? Yeah. August is when I made the decision um, to kind of, I took the month of August to really think about it. But September was the official start date of Elevated Shorts, but it was that August kind of like, you know what, things haven't worked out the right way, you know, might not have been the right fit. Here we go. Let me think about this. So I just, I pondered, you know, all of August last year, I kind of sat around for a little bit and was like, what do I want to do? Do I want to chase this? It was that fear, that hurdle. Sometimes the hardest step in starting a business or even starting anything is, is taking that first step 
And I think once you take the first step, you're going to start ugly. I forgot who the influencer was, but there was a guy on LinkedIn a couple of years ago that was like, your first video is going to be ugly or your first proposal is going to be ugly. You have to be okay with starting ugly. You know, you've been doing this podcast for a while, but I'm sure that first episode, same thing was like, ooh. It was perfect. No, no problems or no changes whatsoever. <laughs> exactly. But that's that thing. So I just, when I embraced that, I jumped off, you know, over the hurdle. I kind of was like, you know what? It's not going to be perfect right off the bat. I just took the step. And if you look back the last, you know, seven, eight months, it's been, it's been amazing. You know, I look at myself and I was so scared. And here I am eight months later, you know, all this professional growth, all this personal growth. It's, you pat yourself on the back, but it's also like, all right, you know, I want other people to feel what I'm feeling too, no matter what age. So, hmm. so yeah. So let, let's dive into that just a little bit more. So you, you made the jump, officially started in September. If I remember kind of what we talked about before, that was kind of more of a videography. You're going out and actually recording things and doing the video and all that and started to pick up steam a little bit, started to get momentum. And then I think COVID hit, right? Yeah, absolutely. Then, then you get to then you get to figure out when you can't go and do on-site things and filming, and people are aren't uh, you're not having large groups, and especially with you in California where they've been a bit more restrictive. How did you deal with that, or how did you make the pivot, and and when did you make the pivot, and and kind of all of that? How did that go for you? Phenomenal question. You know, I started out in September doing just short little brand videos. Uh, you know, I had had an idea from a, a close friend of mine where. You know, Andrew, you should be, you should be like someone's D-Rock. You know, Gary Vee's got his videographer go into all these things. His name is D-Rock or David Rock, but D-Rock for short. And he's the one who follows Gary Vee around. Hey, we're going to this meeting. We're going to this. We're going to this. Push play. I was thinking about doing that. I was trying to find these like movers and shakers here in Orange County that were trying to do those big things. Like, hey, can I go film you at your speech? Or can I go to your meeting and just capture all of this content? And, you know, it's hard because not everyone up the bat wants to do that. It's kind of that, that fear for them. Like, well, do I come off as like this, this like, uh, you know, do I come off as hot-headed? Do I come off as the wrong person? It's all just kind of that whole thing. So a few people that started, you know, I'm part of a networking group and I'm part of a a business club here in Orange County and I just getting connected with them and asking those questions, you know, what are you looking for with video? And at the beginning it was, it was those brand videos. It was, Hey, I want that short 60 second content of me not talking about my services, but just kind of providing value in what I do. Mm. So it started out there and then the holidays hit and the big, you know, 2020, the new decade hit. And it was kind of just like people were kind of thinking about shifting, not because it's the new year, because it was the new decade. It wasn't new year, new me in January. It was new decade, new me or new decade, new business. So I spent all of December and all of January and the early parts of February, really just instead of hard selling, instead of putting myself out there and, and trying to push play on the camera, I really just listened. There's, there's a true power when you listen and when you let people talk and you let people get their message across, even in, in just casual conversation. And you know, I'm someone who's very engaged. I'm someone who, who likes to listen and, and really take notes and understand people. Um, you know, it's one of those phrases that my great grandfather always said, you know, in order to be interesting, you first need to be interested. So that's something that I've always really just kind of held on to is like, be interested, be involved. And from there, you yourself can be interesting. So I just listen to people and I'd be like, hey, you know, financial advisor here, realtor here, what, what would you want when it comes to video? And most people are like, Andrew, I just want to be able to share my message. I don't need the sweeping drone shots. I don't need, you know, 
the super fancy camera work. I just want to be able to share my message and share my expertise with the world to start a conversation. It shouldn't be a sales pitch. It should be a conversation starter. So I was like, you know what? That is phenomenal. I, I love that. And that was the story that I'd gathered, you know, 15, 20 times. So my pivot again, or my, my shift, you know, going from just trying to push play and, and capture events and conferences and, you know, brand videos, it shifted to like, okay, let's, let's make this more of like a thought leadership or a servant leadership. Let's make this more of a, uh, a conversation starter. And that's kind of been where I found where people really want to go with video. You know, video used to be something I feel and, you know, other video people can, can feel free to agree or disagree, but video was something that was always in our world. We felt that it was a necessity, but most people thought that video was a nice to have mm. or, oh, they have money for their marketing. They can spend it on video. But as we, as we shift into what we've been through the last, you know, nine, 10 weeks, it's like video is almost a necessity now. It's another way to connect. It's another way to share your story. Mm. It's another way to just reach out virtually. You know, you do your prospecting, you do all this kind of stuff. It's that extra layer now that, oh, I can't meet them in person for coffee like I normally would send me a quick little thing. So it was recognizing that and hearing that. Mm. Um, so a couple things that we were doing, uh, me and my, my buddy Quentin, who does all my editing, um, another thing that we were doing was uh, focusing on that in February and in March. And then when this happens, production goes out the window. So it was basically just, you know, I thought Elevated Shorts was done, man. I thought, I thought it was a good six months, learned a lot, punched in the nose a couple times. I'm like, wow, this is 27. This is, this is life. You know, this is tough. What do I do? Do I go back to working? Do I go back to IT? I had those thoughts, those anxieties. And I just took the first couple of weeks here and I'm like, you know what, what do I do best? Mm. You know, it's, I had seen an Instagram video of Drake, you know, the rapper, and he was answering a question in the same thing. What do I do best? He was like, you know what? I'm a great rapper. Yes, I'm a great producer. Yes, I do great music videos. I'm a great performer. But he's like, if you asked me, what do I do best? He's like, I'm a writer. He's like, I've written all these hits for people. I've written all these hits for myself. Everything comes down to being a writer. And I resonated that with that so much because that's the same thing with me. If you look at all the things that I've done as a kid in high school, writing music, you know, writing short stories, writing these video vignettes, writing very good emails, you know, working in IT, everything has come down to the writing. And that was the same story with, with the videos. So how yes. do so you, well, we, you take the time to, you know, you take the time to assess, I like to write, you know, or I'm saying you like to write. I, mm -hmm. I like, I like to write, but much different. I write patents and uh, trademarks, but most people don't like to read. So a little bit different, but you take that and you say, okay, I like to write. I need to make a pivot. You know, things have changed a little bit, take a couple of weeks. And then how did you, how did you land on where you're at now or what you're going to do now, as far as kind of writing business video scripts and all that, how did, you know, how did you decide, okay, I'm going to put my passion for writing here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was in that same realm of discovering what I do best. I, I, I asked myself that question. You know, what is my best skill? What does Andrew Lopez do best? Yes, I'm talented in a lot of ways, sure. But what does it come down to? And when you take the testimonials I had gotten from the people I'd worked with la end of last year and the beginning of this year, it's like, Andrew, the videos you make are great. And, and what you guys do is, is great, but why I've worked with you is because you've helped me clarify my message and mm. present that message to the public. And you've chosen video to be that channel or that avenue. So that's been my mission statement with Elevated Shorts is I'm here to help business owners or entrepreneurs clarify their message and then present that very message or messages 
to the public via video. But it was, it, was, it was recognizing that. So it was the first two weeks of quarantine and I was like, you know what, what am I gonna do? This is gone, it's out the window. But then I, you know, again, found that. And I said, you know what, so many people have been telling me that it's the message. It's, mm-hmm. It comes down to that. So that's where I said, you know what, what if I just, production can, it's gonna be what it's gonna be as we move out of this, but where do people struggle the most? And as I said earlier, people struggle the most with, at least from what I've collected, Mm. That it's that message is what am I going to say to the public? Are people going to listen to me? Are they going to think I'm wrong? Are they going to think I'm crazy? It's that concept of crafting that. And that's why video production, I feel, gets so difficult. It's just, it's pushing play and saying that. So I've taken that skill and what I've been doing the last eight weeks. And you know, I've really been focused on just helping people. Hey, what do you want to say? I have a series of questions that I ask in a, in a, in a process where I just simply will, will sit with a business owner via Zoom and say, you know, ask questions like, what do people come to you for most? What are you seeing happening in your industry and how are you changing that? You know, what is something that people don't know about your industry or what are some misconceptions that are involved around your industry and how are you fixing that? So it's just asking those questions and pulling information out of people. You know, going back to the journalism days of Boise State, it was taking five pages worth of notes or five pages worth of prose and condensing that down to 600 words. And that's the same thing with video. I I challenge people to say, push play, show yourself, show your personality, show what you, what you're passionate about, but do it in 60 seconds, you know, elevated shorts. It's a one one question. Cause I've, I I think that's makes great sense as to what you're doing, but you know, the only, and this is my personality problem. So I may be the outlier. And if so, by all means, but, you know, I always, at least for me, when I've done videos and I've done recordings and that before, it's always more, a bit more if I can do it natural or off the cuff, where I can, you know, put it in my own words. I usually, if I do a video recording, I don't say the same thing twice. If I take two takes, I end up putting it in one way, word it one way. And then if I do it again, I'll, I'll have the same message, but word it a different. So how do you, when you're doing scripts for people or helping them to find their message, how do you keep it in their own voice so it doesn't come to be, you know, Andrew's message rather than their message or make sure that it maintains authenticity or maintains what how they would say it or how they want to say it it comes down to the listening portion in the interview process it comes down to just being engaged paying attention so if, if i asked you a question about you know patents and stuff or if i asked you you know devin what do people come to you for most i'm sure as a lawyer you provide people so many services right like you can do so many things help people all these ways but i would ask you and if you you know not knowing that but if you had said hey we focus mainly on patents and trademarks i would say bam there's your there's your first video there's your first topic like yes you 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 present yourself with this is what people come to me for most but then i would just gather so you're going to talk about this talk about this talk about that i'm just going to say for your video hey i'm devin miller i'm you know a patent attorney with miller ip law i'm here to help you a b and c i'm just going to write the a b and c for you just from what i've heard I'm not, so that's where the wording might be a little tough is in these business screenplays, it's more so just finding the topic and it's finding what you want to say. Cause if I hold someone to a script, there's that same fear. I'm just like you, I'm off the cuff. I'm, you know, I don't try and rehearse many things. The most, the best things that I've put out on video have been me just snapping into it and saying, you know what, I have my bullet points in my head. If I try and read a script, even as outgoing and as expressive as I am, as as myself, I get nervous. Oh my gosh, I didn't say that sentence. I need to do it again. You you pinhole yourself. So I don't write in this business screenplay. I don't write it 
word for word say this because that's you're right is this andrew's message or is this my message i just pull it all out and i say here's this a b and c if we're talking about workers compensation or we're talking about hr or we're talking about sales just break every video down if it's 45 to 60 seconds have a your intro and an outro figured out and just have just make your points a b and c so even if a b and c are on the wall and the camera behind you at least you can be like a b c okay as long as i say those three things the video is fine so that's more what i do in that regard it's kind of just finding those bullet points nailing the bullet points and just delivering it in, in that way no that, I mean, that's very insightful so now we take all that or kind of pivoted a few times, kind of discovered what you think is your strength, where you want to go, where you're headed, taking about eight weeks. Where do you think the next six or six months or a year takes you? Or where do you think, you know, is it, how do you, what's the direction or what lays, or lies in store for you over the next six months or a year? I think it's more, I, I've always enjoyed the production. Um, I've, I've put a lot of passion in everything that I do, mm. but looking forward to the next six months or even just the next the next month, excuse me, as we get into June and as things starting to open up out here in California, I won't focus so much on the production as much because as I've said, I've pinholed, not pinholed, but I put myself in a position where I help people and I can partner with a lot of videographers now. I can partner with other production companies that are like, you know what, Andrew, we're so good at what we do with the videos and the production, but we expect our talent to show up with the words to say. And that's another story that I've gotten from, from people is like, oh, I've showed up. I've paid people to show up for their day rate for two hours or, you know, paying their hourly rate and I freeze up and they got to come tomorrow and I got to pay them again. And it's nothing they've done wrong. It's just me not being prepared. So it's just as we move out of this, you know, there's a couple people locally that I'll do some production for just people that are here in Orange County. But I'm honestly able to work with people across the country now. I have some proposals out, you know, to various places across the country and it's amazing. I never thought that I would have that opportunity, you know, through the power of, of six degrees networking, which is the networking group I'm a part of. And Ben Norton down here in San Diego has done a phenomenal job of, of, of what he's done on a virtual landscape. Cause we're normally an in-person meeting twice a week, um, group, a uh, networking group. So it's, it's finding those virtual, you know, virtual happy hours or virtual meetings. And it's, it's doing all the writing, as I've mentioned, beforehand so someone can say hey I have a videographer that I work closely with out here in Boston but they don't do what you do Andrew can you write or help me craft my message and then I'll have my videographer push play mm -hmm. so I think that's the big thing and, and if you had asked me this six months ago I would have been so prideful and I would have said like no I have to shoot it I have to be the one to to do that we have to do it but at the same time it's like you realize as you mature a little bit and you just have a, a mindset it's like no it's okay to share the wealth with others because not many people do what I do specifically. They might do it in a way. So I'm willing to kind of partner and, and help out in that way. So I see myself, you know, to fully answer the question, just partnering a lot more, you know, I'm all about collaboration. And I know that there's a lot of competitors when it comes to the video space, but I'm all about embracing collaboration and saying, hey, we're two pieces of the puzzle that fit and let's tackle this project together. Let me do the front piece. You can handle the back piece and, and everyone, everyone's happy. Everyone's good. No, that that's that's that sounds like a great plan and a great uh, month or six months or whatever forward. So uh, it sounds like a, a, it'll be an exciting time. So maybe what we'll do is we're kind of wrapping towards the end of the the podcast, and always more things to want to talk about than time to talk about them. Um, I always have two questions I asked uh, at the end of the podcast, so I'll ask those now. Is the first question is always 
Um, what is the uh, biggest uh, business or worst business decision you ever made? Um, I think just trying to do too much. Mm. You know, the, I don't know if it's a millennial mindset or if it's uh, everyone else's similar mindset, no matter what age you are, but trying to do too much. And I think that was where I was headed in February trying to take on too many things. Oh yes, I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll this. I'll, I'll film that. I'll film that. I'll film that. Cause it was more of a cash grab. It was more like, Oh my gosh, I'm a new business. I need to make money so I can start paying the bills. And I realized, and that's where I kind of think coronavirus in this sense. Um, it's been a friend to me in an awkward, different way, but I think that was the big thing in March. And in this is because it made me think, okay, that might have been some good money I made for the month of March or it's everyone's story. We had all these things lined up in the month of March and it all went kaput. But mentally, I would have gotten caught chasing a lot of different things and I would have burnt myself out. You know, you can't burn out if you're not on fire, but I was, I was starting to smoke up a little bit. And I think that was a business decision I was making because I was hungry, because I was willing to do it. But I know that that would have, that would have, uh, that would have burned me out. So I guess if that answers the question, right, just trying to do too much and trying to be the yes man all the time. And that could have been so much more detrimental. Oh, I think that's a great answer. It's certainly insightful. And I think that that's oftentimes both if you're in the startup mode or if you'd like to be an entrepreneur and innovator that oftentimes there are five things that all catch your interest or you want to do these great cool things. And oftentimes you bite off more and chew rather than focus on one area you're good at, master that, and then slowly grow out from it. So I think that's, that's very insightful. Okay, second question I'll, I always ask is, so for someone that's getting into or, or either just starting out or in, in a startup or wants to get into being in a startup or small business, what's the one piece of advice you would give them? Give yourself a try. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. I know it's scary. I know it's tough. There's financial burdens sometimes. Just don't be afraid to give yourself a try because if you let that slip 5, 10, 20, 30 years later, that's where the regret sinks in. So I get it. I, I, it's, I'm in a slightly different position because yes, I'm not married yet. I don't have kids yet. I don't have a mortgage yet. So I'm in a different case. I have the freedom. I have the ability to just put myself out there. But for anybody who's younger than me coming out of college or anybody who's in their forties or older, that's just like, you know what? I've always wanted to do that. Just don't be afraid to give yourself a try and, you know, putting yourself out there and just taking the first step. You know, it's a general answer, but it's, it's a very concrete one because that's the biggest thing. Fear is everywhere. And I understand fear every day, but it's just that phrase. Just don't be afraid to give yourself a try and just believe in yourself. No, I, that, that's great advice. And I think that's oftentimes you let fears and you let things that worry you or concerns or how am I going to make this or how, and then you, you never actually give that. So, and sometimes you'll give it a try and you'll fail but it's better at least to give it or put yourself out there, try it, see if you really do want to do it, see if you can do it. And if not, then as you do, as you indicated, you can always make the pivots, you can make the adjustments so that you can uh, find both where your, your passion and your talents lie and where that intersection is and be able to, to be able to uh, build, build something around that. So perfect. Well, I think that's great. So with that, then I, I want to give you a chance if people want to get connected with you, if they want to use your service, if they want to, uh, reach out to you or any, any any way get connected with you what's the best way to get a hold of you um still trying to figure out which way to go with the website so i don't have a website quite yet but i do a lot on linkedin if, if everyone out there is active on linkedin you know i have a, another small show called reinvention daily i interview people on a daily basis and talk about how they've reinvented their business right now 
Um, Andrew Lopez, I know it's a common name, but uh, Elevated Shorts is my business. My cell phone is area code 916-276-3038, based here in Southern California. And my email is andrew at elevatedshorts.com. Again, just stay tuned for a a website here in the next little bit, but uh, love to connect or simply just to be a resource. You know, now is a time to give, now is a time to collaborate, now is a time to really just hone in on what you want. So for those out there that would love to to write a mini series or do a business screenplay, I'm all about it. But if you have any questions or just simply want to connect and, and kind of chat about things, I'm an open book and I'm, I'm glad to be here. Well, awesome. Well, I think that's great. And uh, we will certainly include that in the show notes. And so people can uh, know how to connect or connect with you and reach out. So, well, uh, thank you again for coming on. It's been a real fun to talk about your journey, about what you've been doing, what you're going to be doing, the pivots you've made and the successes you've had and, and where or the failures you've had because it's uh, insightful and all the way around as to what we can learn both from successes and failures and the ups and downs. So thank you again for sharing. Um, for those of you that are um, wanting to if, or maybe interested in coming on the podcast and being guests, um, feel free. You can uh, reach out at just go to Inventive Journey and uh, apply to be on the show. And we'd love to have you and uh, hear your journey. Um, and the, for those of you that are a startup or small business that are looking for help with the patent or trademark, also feel free to reach out. Um, thanks again, Andrew, for coming on. It's been a pleasure and it's uh, been a, a great to talk with you. And uh, hope everything works out for you in uh, the next six months or even better than the last. Absolutely. Devin, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for your enthusiasm, your time, and trust in me. All right. Perfect. Thank you and have a good one. Cheers, man.